Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. I thank you, Lord, show. Well, let me ask you right here. Hey, whoa, diamond. Hey, yo, where the freaks and parties at around here, stupid? Hey, what, Slim? What y'all niggas trying to join, cuz? Nigga, what? What? What y'all trying to join calling me dummy and stupid, cuz? Nigga, what? That's how we talking Baltimore. Nigga, that's Baltimore language. Oh, why, Slim? Nigga, we just lost trying to find a party, and nigga. And the freaks. Right. Oh, y'all looking for the legs, mo, y'all like they all be over there, y'all like. Jaru at the party? Ashanti there, too? Nah, Slim, talking about all the legs be over there, mo, but I stank, cuz y'all like they be wildin', or they be wildin', mo. Yeah. Yeah. Look, nigga, I'm from Maryland. Yeah. You already know that I'm a terrapin. Yeah. Everybody know that we get arrogant. Yeah. Fuck it, I'ma hit it like a merriman. Nigga, I was born ready. You will never catch me. Slim, nah. I got the bag on me. You will never catch me. Trip nah. Gold rings. You already know that we win. Yeah. All right, so we got another bonus episode. Um, this will be something that happens a little bit more often, maybe like every week, every two weeks. Uh, these are actually my true life family and friends. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you. So... Who wants to go up first? You know, I'm not shy. I'll take the reins on this one. What's up, everybody? It's uh, Darren, a.k.a. D-Banks, is here joining my brother Greg on the podcast. Nice to meet everyone. What about you, Eric? Oh, so I guess it's on me. Uh, this is uh, Eric, pronounced Eric for you from from the earlier, um, uh, a.k.a. Mad Dapper. And, uh, yeah, just another one of the bros. Oh. And we got Rob, even though I think he's on the road right now, so he's going back and forth between you and Matt. But Rob, if you want to introduce yourself, you can go ahead and let the people know who you are. See, he only him for the Yeah, we can hear you. All right, yeah, this is Rob. Sorry about that. Uh, terrible service. I have Verizon. Don't make a joke. Um, That's like the opposite. I'm here to talk about shit. I don't know what else to say. I'm a lot now. <laughs> so, I guess I, I might as well start by letting people know, like, Q is a part of the podcast, too, but currently he's out drinking. He'll be on a little bit later. Y'all know who he is. So, clearly tonight he's not sober Q. He's probably going to be drunk Q. Um, so, I guess we should just get right into the shit. Um, so, starting with sports, 
Um, Sean McCoy from the Buffalo Bills says that he is confident that he's going to play this season. Um, now, I don't think that he's going to because I feel like that police investigation, I think a couple months ago with the home invasion, he's going to get at least four to six games. So I'm not looking forward to seeing him even suit up this year because I feel like they're going to extend that shit the entire season to the point where they just might as well ice him. How do y'all feel about that? All right, so look, if he doesn't get iced, then the NFL has a very big problem on their hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson, the list goes on, Greg Hardy. Yeah. If he doesn't get iced, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Not only in, throw in Mike Vick to the whole equation. Mike Vick got iced for dogs that he didn't even touch. So allegedly this guy... What abuses his kid, gives a dog kidney failure, and the girlfriend? Yeah. If the NFL doesn't do anything about it, that's controversy right there off the bat, my opinion. I just can't. How y'all feel about it? Oh, Robert. hey, yo, look. Ray Rice was coming like off what, two years off, won a Super Bowl? Mm hmm. LaShawn well, McCoy, I mean, we, yeah, we know him, but, uh, you ain't no star. Like, you in Buffalo. Is he still in Buffalo? I don't know where he at right now. Yeah, he's like, still they, they not rocking with, like, he ain't, he ain't, like, unless you be quite frank, like, you know, it ain't like his name Ben Roethlisberger or nothing. Like, he ain't, he ain't considered no, no star that can get away with, like, groping women and all this other jazz and still play, so. Yep. I, I think for me personally, like, I already don't believe in the Bills as a team this year because of everything that's going on with them, and they don't really have enough depth at running back or any other position for that matter. So uh, let me just, before we even go into even more NFL, let me just say that the dude by Nate Davis, I think, Eric, you've probably seen this too. He had made a prediction over, you know, all the NFL teams and what they were going to do, you know, this year. So he has the Bills going three and thirteen, um, and that's in the division with you know the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Jets. He got the Jets going four and twelve, and he got the Dolphins going seven and nine. Now I don't know what he was thinking when he did this, but I mean, three and thirteen is like do it matter? Like they ain't going away anyway in the division with the Patriots. Um, and then well, I guess given. it's a division with the Patriots. I mean, we know who's coming out of that division. Exactly. Um, then I, I was talking about this, you know, on the other podcast where the NFC East just looked, I don't even want to say it's loaded, but it just looked really weird. He has the Eagles going 11 and five. He has the Cowboys going seven and nine, the Giants seven and nine, and the Redskins are going seven and nine. I'm, I'm really confused by this because, you know, and I don't even watch football like I used to, but, you know, I, I, I got to see something on Sundays, but yeah, where, like, so, the strength of the NFC is what? The NFC East and the South? <laughs> yeah. Like, like nah, you, you can't count out the West now, though. You got Why? Because, like, the, the, Legion of Boomers, the Legion of Boomers done. Yep. But the Rams, Rams are stacked. Sam I mean, they're going to win it. Off of being 6-0 and to end the season. Yeah. You're right. The West do got to at least two teams, so... I mean, I don't know what you're going to get out of Arizona because they just convinced Larry Fitzgerald to come back for another year with the 
I think, potentially a stud at quarterback. I think they got the steal of the draft with the quarterback position. Yep. But they're going to be stupid and start Sam Bradford first. You know it. Oh, well, you know that. It's a given. Until he gets injured in game three, and then we all sitting there like, well, we try to tell you. Um, but then what will happen is they'll cut him, and then he's going to end up signing with the Colts. And then he's going to be like, oh, damn. Um, so we just got two injury-prone quarterbacks. Because he's going to get the money. He already got the money from every other team, so why not get it with the Colts? Um, speaking of them, they got them going 2-14 and 14 this year, you know, in the projections. So, right now, which I said with the NFC West, they got the Rams going 12-4. and four. They got the Cardinals and the 49ers going 7-9. and nine, And they got the Seahawks going 4-12. and 12. Um, Speaking of the Seahawks, they just cut the dude that they had drafted in the first round. Um the defensive lineman from Michigan State. Uh, who was his name? Uh, Malik McDowell. So hmm. they picked him up in the first round of the NFL draft, and they cut him before he could even play, a, you know, one game. So it's like, damn, like, you know, you picked him at the number 35 pick, and he had just signed, I think it was like a four-year contract that was worth $7 million, and it included a $3.1 million bonus. But then you cut him. So he gets that money guaranteed. And then, you know, you just wasted a whole first-round pick. So, are we saying Seattle's done already before it even begins? Or Well, with the decimation of the uh, Legion of Boom, they were mm-hmm. done. Yeah, they were done. Can't, I'm going to say this. It's going to be interesting, though, because this is going to be the first time we're going to see Pete Carroll as a coach without anything already established. Yep. This is true. Like, like the defense was there when he got hired. So, you know, he's supposed to be this, like, genius. What I mean, like, I, Phil Jackson ain't never had a bad team. Like, I'm not saying he was a horrible, uh, like, a horrible coach. I'm just saying we ain't never seen him build nothing. So, I guess we're going to see now. I can agree. I mean, his, his USC teams, college is a little different. So, mm-hmm. you can recruit seven five-star players on on one side of the defense and you already got a stud. NFL, completely opposite. You want, you know, Pro Bowl caliber players at every position, but salary cap. You don't have the money to make that happen, which is what happened to them. You couldn't keep Richard Sherman and still decide whether or not you want to keep Russell Wilson. It worked because you had a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal that allowed you to keep all those players. The moment that rookie deal is up, now you pinching pennies. Mm-hmm. So where does your where does your focus lie? Apparently, Russell West, I mean Russell West, Russell Wilson, excuse me, was more important to the organization than Richard Sherman. I don't care what anybody says. I'm a firm believer. Lockdown defense will win you a game. Yep. You can score as many points. You can try to score as many points as you want. If you can't score on me, you can't win. Yep. I wouldn't have given up a corner to the same division at that. You let him go to the same division. <laughs> now he's gonna haunt you twice a year. Mm-hmm. And you know he's coming with a grudge too. Like, oh yes. If his, if his Achilles is straight. If his Achilles is straight, you're right. But I mean, he went to the same doctor that the great Kobe Bryant. I said the great Kobe Bryant. Went oh, we we we, we gonna we gonna get into the Lakers. Hey, hey, while we at it though, let's. I'm gonna just say a quick, quick shout out to your man Jimmy Garoppolo for for out here piping a, a porn star chick on a regular. Um, because yes. like. If you can say whatever you want to about porn stars, they do not mess with regular dudes. Nope. I mean, Drake did it, and he was ashamed. Jimmy Garoppolo yep. living it. Nah, but see, Drake was messing with a Cinemax porn star. She don't even count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was like sensational porn right there. That, no. 
the joint that come on at 2.30 in the morning. Not that I know anything about that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Drake was wrestling with a, you got that maximum penetration joint. No, I'm good. <laughs> Did you say maximum penetration? You got to imagine penetration. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just... Well, it's weird. Well, um, what's the what's the chick name? Uh, what is it? Kiara Mia, right? So, yeah. Um, the thing is, I haven't seen a single film or nothing with her though. So maybe I need to go on X videos or something and look her up. Because I mean, the photos I've seen of her, he looks well. She looks like basically every Instagram honey I've seen, or you know, somebody on Twitter or something. But. I mean, she looked good with her clothes on, so I'm assuming she got to look good, you know, naked, I guess. But, what, Jimmy, he's only 26, right? So he won't go that Leo route where he just fucking everything, and then, you know, he won't get the bag. So he already got the bag, so now he's hey, already got the bag. If I was a 49ers, I would support it because at least you know he's not going to catch anything for her. Yep. Oh, she's squeaky clean. <laughs> squeaky clean. Now, as long as he don't get her pregnant either, um, right. that will end up looking like the new pinky and not the old pinky. So, Ooh. Yeah, that, that, that's a whole nother thing there. Uh, I guess I, we, should, we, should, we need to talk about that before we even get back into sports. I think that's since that's on my mind, we have to. Um, what the fuck happened to Pinky? Um, it looked like one summer, it was like, blah, 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 blah. and then like the next summer, we were like, wait a minute. She went on hiatus. Everybody was saying she had HIV or something like that. And then she showed up again on a clip. And I was like, nigga, she went and looked like Jigglypuff now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I liked a lot of porn stars, but Pinky was doing some shit. Her and uh Jasmine Cashmere, we were like, oh, them them the ones, them two. Uh but they were the front runners and then just the ultimate fall off. Yo, the 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 analogy is called tag. <laughs> tag <laughs> as in time and gravity. Jesus. <laughs> it finally caught oh, up to her, huh? <laughs> Tag, you're it. Nah, <laughs> relax though. Like, nah, she she ain't had no choice. Like, like it happens. I mean, we ain't gonna sit here and say that you know all that happened and you weren't still on it. Yeah, you just saying like, oh dang, I just looked up and you didn't gain like inches circumference. A new yeah. like rap album because apparently she started trying to rap. Like it was all of that, <laughs> you know. Whatever, but you know, I I appreciate her because she one of she the only chick that's really out there now bringing new drinks into the game though. Mm-hmm. Facts. I mean, that's what it's her and then uh Sarah J. Now I, I I'll admit, like I used to watch a lot of Sarah J. Drinks because I was like, all right, like she she had a little ass on her. Uh, now I seen a photo of her, I was like, nigga, what the fuck happened? Uh, Sarah J. Looked like a pack of camels. See, I have to openly admit, I've never been a porn watcher. Like, it doesn't do anything for me. Just like strip clubs. Like, y'all know, I will, hands down, I'll go to a strip club with y'all any day. But y'all know the strip club does nothing for me. Nothing. I sit in there and I watch y'all throw money and I watch y'all have fun. I'm there for the environment, for the fun and the good time. But it does nothing for me. I I, I just, boy, like, when it comes to, like, porn or something like that, like, now that, you know... It seemed like the porns that are porns now, they all just like really weird. You got the porns where you have dudes like working in a warehouse and then the girl comes to steal something. So now she got to give him some ass in order to like escape to the pay off her debt. 
Yeah, what? like, wait, what the fuck type of porn is this? Like, that's odd as fuck, but hey, like... Uh, okay, so maybe it's me, and maybe it's because I am too tapped into certain uh, people and stuff. <laughs> um, some of these things that you be talking about in porn, like, man, oh, it happens in porn. All right. All right. Hey, yo. But, but, life, but, life, is, life is stranger than fiction. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I, I can't see that. Like, are you trying to say, like, there's a circumstance where a girl goes into, like, a pawn shop and she's like, I lost my wedding ring. And then dude's like, well, hey, uh, somebody pawned it. But if you, you know, you got nine minutes and 26 seconds, you can uh, serve up some webcam ass and I'll give it back to you. But then they never do. That's like them, uh, them audition tapes ones where <laughs> girl be like, oh, yeah, I, I came in to film a Hollywood movie. She come in there and there's nothing but a wooden desk and a black couch. And I'm saying a black couch. No, see, now nah, those things we know those things ain't. We know those things are real, but they don't happen that way. See, yes. those, those real situations are like Weinstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, 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 it ain't like, and, and I'm, I'm willing to bet that people like Weinstein for probably like, hey, yo, this is how real life is. Maybe I can get away with this from watching porn, and all of a sudden now you got to deal with you know, Bam was like, hey, I have money. I have influence now. Suck me off, like whoa, yep. whoa, like relax. Well, that's clearly like what Charlemagne did, though. Because didn't he? Well, I don't want to say he did allegedly, though. Nah, he said it, dog. It ain't no allegedly. It ain't no slander. None of that. He did that, Joe. Him and his wife said it. But, like when we talked about, we talked about it on the other podcast, and uh, we were saying like, okay, um, we definitely know that's rape, but it doesn't make it like any lesser because your wife said you know we're together I guess so like no that's still rape at the end of the day um so I mean I don't know if I've ever actually been a fan of Charlemagne enough to care but you know since the whole Me Too movement basically is calling everybody out like hey if you got a dick you might have just done some grimy shit um and it just came back to Charlemagne but he's said a lot of problematic shit that honestly is deserved at this point or you knew it was going to come out because one he posted that shit on his own podcast mm-hmm. and two I mean he got a problematic co-host so it's like oh well he just fucked up all the way around and then you know he goes on you know brilliant not brilliant it is but um what's the fucking show the breakfast club every day and he's giving people donkey of the day talking shit about them so this day of reckoning came um, did, did he give himself donkey of the day though I don't even know. The thing is, for me, I don't even check for the podcast or for the uh, what's name anymore unless it's one of my like favorite artists or somebody who's controversial. The last like article I can remember them doing that I cared about was the Birdman one. Everything else hasn't modeled since then. Um, and then Charlemagne, for me, like maybe it's because he capes for his co-host, you know, for Andrew so much. I'm like, I can't fuck with the podcast. I think the last episode I heard of that one was when they gave him, when they gave Andrew the whole exorcism because he was talking about how he would have supported Trump and shit. It's like, how? How, like, how the fuck do you support Trump? So, either way, it's fuck Charlemagne, fuck that podcast. Um, more importantly, you did it, though. Um, he did it, R. Kelly did it. A lot of the niggas just did it, though. Like, R. Kelly made a 19 minute track about him doing this, though. I mean, 19 fucking minutes. Hey, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say nothing, but I'm also the same person that made that whole live thread about your boy Corn and we ain't a preacher now. Who? <laughs> so, remember the whole fiasco with dude that ran the bourbon ball? 
uh-huh. about him sexually assaulting like women at his all his events and whatnot. Yeah, I'm just saying that a very reliable source was in my ear, pretty much telling me that he was preparing to deliver his first sermon. Unbelievable. So, I mean, I caught hell from it early this week on Twitter. It is what it is. And I told people straight up, I don't care. Because, I mean, this is typical. This is what people that have issues with power and control do. They, they, like, they manipulate folks to make things look a certain type of way. They play victim. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the uh, saying, though, is nobody ever gets canceled. So, like, like for him, God, like, Damn, I just really I can't even get over the fact that you just said he's doing sermons. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Oh boy. Sermons up? Ugh. I mean, let's put it let's put it like this. You like name, name the situation. One dude with the gift of gab, extra hands ha- handsy, extra feely with women mm-hmm. in an environment where he has the pick of litter. To always influence and be around women. Oh, now is that a a DJ, to b a rapper, c a preacher? Like you could just d a, a pedophile, a pedophile for a teacher, a, a principal, or something like it. It don't matter the title. People yeah, will point. do the same stuff in the situations, y'all. Like that's why I'm like, whether it's true or not. Eh, doesn't matter. It's very plausible because that's what dudes like that do. Yeah. That's... I, I still can't get over it. Like, I wouldn't... That's the last thing I would think he would do, but that makes perfect sense that you've said it. Who the fuck was... Damn, like... Uh, I, I can't even... Uh, boy. So, wait, if he's being a pastor now and, you know, he's giving sermons, what about the dude from Howard? What is he doing now? That, you know, he graduated <laughs> and all that... And and he got the bag. So what is he going to do in you know six months when he resurfaces? He's going to be like a millionaire pastor too, or what? Who knows? I'm not going. I'm not going to touch too much on him. Uh, I know too much. Uh-huh. All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is, <laughs> all I'm gonna say is that the last I heard, he was preparing to use his newly uh, attained law degree to uh, sue Howard University. So. Mm. He gonna win. He gonna win. He, gonna he win. might. He might. It's a it's a purple it's a purple value uh like a purple violation because his information should have never got out there. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I gotta learn how to start finessing the shit because if motherfuckers is getting away with stuff like this, all I want to do is win a Powerball. So I need to be able to like. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I just want to get the right numbers one time. That's all I need. That's I will be just once. That's the thing about getting rich and famous. Like all I need to do now, like if I ever got rich, easy, mm-hmm. the very first thing I'm going to do is scrub all my social media accounts. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a hands down given. But, but I ain't talking about deactivate. I'm talking about scrub. Like, nah, go through and remove all that shit. But you would think as a celebrity, like, why don't they do, like, as soon as I start getting checks, like, that would have been the first thing I'm doing. So you see these, like, YouTube celebrities, like that dude uh, that got banned for going and doing some shit in Japan or whatever. Like, scrub your social media, man. When they find out that you were racist, you can't be mad because even though it was 2009, motherfucker, the internet is forever. It's forever. (laughs) 
I, I just I'll never understand. I mean, you know? look, the, the internet didn't even didn't even fail Hillary Clinton. Okay, the internet and, is forever. All right. I would much right. rather somebody just be hating and have my tweet favorited. You know, if you know, we ever make if we ever make it or something like that, then somebody's saying, you know what? You know, he just didn't delete it. It's been sitting there since two thousand nine. So fuck it. Um, why not? But saying to say this, Trump can still go. I would be happy if he just scrubbed himself away from the presidency. So we can just take that and leave it where it is. You know, leave that where it sits. I walk into a building that has his picture plastered on the wall as soon as you walk in the front door every day. So, yeah, uh, that's gonna be ugly, son. Like, you gotta realize in like 10 years, it's gonna be Donald Trump elementary schools. Oh, I don't think they would ever be that dumb. Do we even have a Bill Clinton elementary school? Somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it right I now. Promise, I promise you it exists. I prom- I, look, I will bet money it exists. <laughs> Let me see. I, got, I gotta look this up. Bill Clinton Elementary School. I swear, if it's in a black area, I'm gonna be fucked up. Oh, I don't, I don't. I don't have a Bill Clinton Elementary. I haven't found one yet. Elementary school named in honor of former President Clinton, 2003. William Jefferson. Wow, bro. Told you. Un- Told you. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. I don't Whoa. What? So there it? really is a William Jefferson Elementary School. Just... William Jefferson Clinton Elementary School. I, I give up. In... And you you do you want to know? Hold on. Please don't I tell me. Yeah. I, do you, you want to know where this is? Don't, don't say it. Don't it is in Compton, California. No, no, no hey, Joe. <laughs> it's in Compton, California, bro. <laughs> that is the most nigga shit I've ever heard. Hey, yo, the nigga said, "Hey, yo, he really the black quarterback. I mean, the, hey. he, really, he really the black first black president. Put him in Compton. <laughs> Compton? No, I give up. Hold on, no, 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 no." Go Google it. William Jefferson Clinton Elementary School. It's in Compton, California. Hold on. Boy. Couldn't make this up. I couldn't. No, Clinton Elementary School. 6500 East Compton Boulevard. East Compton Boulevard. Yo, he's from from the east side? Hey, yo. So you mean to tell me that all the future bloods is coming out of Bill Clinton Elementary? Hold on, wait a minute. Shit like, you know what? I, I got to. I have to look. This is going to be petty as shit of me, but I'm going to look up the Yelp reviews or something. Great. I just want to look at the principal. Hold on. Do they got a picture of the principal on here? That's it. William Jefferson School, Compton, California. Oh, boy. Well, the thing is, the test scores for them are 7 out of 10. Academic progress, 7 out of 10. But now, it says race and ethnic, you know, ethnicity, nothing. Um... Oh, well, actually, no, I take that back. All students, 7 out of 10. Well, 93% of the school is Hispanic. Okay. Wow. Well, I will say that they have a 99% attendance goal, which has been met, and their president is black by the name of Kalia Lindsay. Shout out Kalia Lindsay over there at William Jefferson Clinton Elementary School in Compton. You know what? 
William Clinton Elementary gets my, we got to give like a segment for like, you know, black excellence or something like that. Because that, that's some un, unfucking real. Uh, East you know what? Boulevard. You know what? If I ever go to Compton, I just want to take the picture in front of the school. In front of the school. I mean, Compton's a funny place. <laughs> Eric was correct. By in a couple of years, we are going to have a Donald Trump elementary school. But that's the thing. We got hotels that are named by him. And honestly, I can never tell you what the inside looks like. So if he gets to school, I'm going to just be fucked up. Because what textbooks will they have? Like 48 Laws of Power? Like, that's it? Wow. wow. <laughs> wow. African-American history book in there. I can tell you that much. It's literally going to be 48 Laws of Power and six coloring books. The very first page says that slavery was fake news. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Oh. The thing is, it's going to happen in our lifetime. I think that's what fucks us up the most. It's like, wait a minute. We're going to be, you know, 50, 60 years old. Somebody's going to be like, you know what? There is a Donald J. Donald J. So Donald J. Trump, you know, elementary school or middle school. Like wait, um, they're gonna have his face painted on the side in the mural. Yeah, he's gonna be the mascot. Yo, they gonna like so like the mascot's gonna be the Touchers. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the team name. It's gonna be like he's gonna be the, either the Touchers or the Toupees. Like yep. mascot, mascot gonna be two fingers and a thumb. Yep. My thing is, how you're a president and your wife don't fuck with you, nobody else fucks with you. People record your conversations with them because they're like, I can't trust you. Uh, it's just fuck Trump forever, you know. And this is coming from the guy who watched like Home Alone 2. I know I say this every time. <laughs> I talk about Trump. And he's in this movie. And that's one of my favorite movies. I haven't watched that movie since he became president. It, it just hurts. It comes on TBS. I'm like, I can't even do it because there's one scene of this motherfucker in one scene. Right. And like, not to get too political, but this is a plug. Everybody votes. All right, everybody vote. This thing's like that this year, though. But this year, though, because like it's mad elections that are coming up this actual year, and Bama's gonna be sitting at home complaining. And I'm like, hey, yo, Doug, it don't make right. no sense. Don't no. let the whole change campaign end with Obama. And All right. I, I, I got to get off the trunk. We, we, got, we went totally left off of like the sports shit. So let, let's go back for a second. Um, since we're talking about people who get in the bag, Colt McCoy, you know, he signed a one-year, $7 million contract extension with the Redskins. Um, basically, the NFL is like, okay, we're just going to pay everybody because at this point, everybody just deserves this money. Either we all doing something wrong or Colt McCoy is a good quarterback now because – Colt McCoy is a great insurance policy. Do you, I mean, I mean do you, do you think Alex Smith gonna go down though? No. Nope. No. Yeah. All right. Let me let me let me change that. And this is being a Redskins fan. We we necessarily didn't make the ultimate need adjustments to the offensive line, but Alex Smith, in my opinion, is arguably a way smarter quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. That's not even an argument. So the hits that Cousins was taking, Alex Smith won't take, um, which will which will then make our offensive line look at least a half a grade better than what they really are. I will give them that. Um, Cole McCoy, that's a cheap insurance policy. I'll, I'll pay that for an insurance policy. Yeah. 
you you may have to never touch the field, but if you do, I can ensure that you touching the field didn't break my pockets for one. Yep. And you're not going to, you know, damage what I got going on. Not everybody can be the Eagles where you literally have two starting quarterbacks in your lineup. So here goes the funny thing about it. All that's all well and good for Colt McCoy. But when RG3 when RG3 starts to uh start for the Baltimore Ravens because Flacco has been getting off for the do that Super Bowl and he's gonna get hurt within like the first four games of the year. Um I'm just gonna laugh. I'm just gonna laugh looking up at ninety five. Like because all he has to do is win two games and I'm gonna sit here and laugh. Yeah, I'm going I'm going to Baltimore to watch the game with my RG three risk and jersey on. So facts. Like that's that's, that's, that's gonna work. That's a, that's a move. <laughs> and you know what's funny is like when you know he ended up going to the Browns, my boy was like, Oh well, why the fuck you still got the RG three jersey? I'm like, honestly, this might be the only risk jersey I ever buy again. That's it. I'm tired of buying, you know, quarterbacks who end up getting traded. At least my quarterback, you know, that I got the jersey for, he did good while he was here. And honestly, he's still in the league, so I don't feel so bad about still keeping it because I spent $186 at the Redskins game for this jersey only to find out when he got traded to the Browns, the jersey went from being worth 180 bucks to being worth $9 at, you know, <laughs> Marshalls. I was like, yo, so I just spent all close to $200 for this jersey, and y'all selling the authentic one, not the knockoff. No, I'm talking the authentic. Oh, God. Stitch numbers. For $9. I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. That's my last Redskins jersey. So needless yeah. to say, when it comes to Washington teams, like if it's not John Wall for, you know, the Wizards, I wouldn't buy a Wizards jersey. Um, Shout out gang sign, John. Yeah. Oh, this nigga. Tell me y'all saw the picture. Please tell me. No, no, no. That, that was not gang sign John Wall. That is the mid is selling John Wall. All right. You, you got you to clarify who it is. But it's the summer, though. Because for real, for real, that dude, DeMar DeRozan looked like Freakazoid out here. And I don't know <laughs> what happened. <laughs> God, the, the NBA just never fails you, man. Like, like how you always, how you standing still and like you running at the same time? <laughs> why did why did he say that? And I instantly thought of Freakazoid. Like that's the only yes. thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. So I, yes. I guess that's we just we went into the NBA with the whole John Wall thing. So we got a couple things when it comes to NBA this week that are not only like comical but pretty interesting. Um, starting with the fact that Carmelo will not come off the bench until he is ready to take that role, dude. It's time to take that role. <laughs> it's not, though. It's, it's that time. It's not. It's not, dog. Explain to me why it's not, Eric. Yeah, please. So, look. So, look. At the end of the day, and here goes the inconvenient truth of, of it all, Carmelo Anthony is still a top five, like, as far as, like, ability to score, he's still a top five, like, scorer in the league on straight skill set. And who the hell else... It, are the Houston Rockets going to start at the three? Okay. You, re- no, you ready? Go ahead. Here's, here's my plight on the whole thing. All right. I'm not even going to argue you down about Melo being a scorer. Melo is hands down a scorer, has always been a scorer. Okay. When it comes down to it, the way the NBA is today, scoring – ain't enough if you can't stop somebody else from scoring. 
You, you are not going to stop. And I hate to have to keep using this team, but they are the, the golden child of the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. You are not going to stop the five all-star starting players <laughs> for the Golden State Warriors. You're not going to beat them with Carmelo at your small forward. And all he can provide you is offensive, mm-hmm. you know, on the offensive side of the ball. So Melo needs to accept the role that as of right now, there are 30 teams in the NBA. Of those 30 teams in the NBA, he probably could be a starting small forward on seven of those teams. Nah, that's a little, that's way low, bro. Two of them he already got kicked off of. Nah, that's, that's real low. That's, that's what, so let's, so actually we're going we to have to have this discussion for real, for real, right? Because you got to figure, so you said seven teams he's going to be a starter on, right? Seven teams, I see him going in, and he can be a starting small forward. Sorry, I'm going to put put you on game because it's it's more than seven teams. All the top of my head is more than seven teams right now. Let's go. Name name a team. I can go the whole damn East Coast, for real, for real. So, if he was – He got kicked out of New York, so we're not going to talk about the Knicks. But he got kicked out of New York by the old president who was running the, the organization horribly, too. I, so. I still wouldn't put him in New York. Kevin Knox is going to be a way better. Kevin Knox, Kevin Knox is going to be a problem. But, Kevin but, but here's the thing, though. Melo Bell was playing best in New York when he was playing the four anyway. You're right. But Porzingis is playing the four. No, Porzingis plays the five. I, I was still okay. I, I'll give you that. Porzingis playing the five, Melo played a four, so, Kevin Knox so, played a three. That's a decent lineup. But I, all right. I, I so you gonna pick you gonna pick Alan Crab over over Melo? No. All right. But so Alan Crab so, took advantage of a payday. Why would right? You so 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 you got so you got that. Get, who's the starting center in Philadelphia? I mean, starting starting three in Philadelphia. Uh, Robert Covington, right now. Right, and it's a push. I, I will take it. I may not take it. Is what it is. He would start for the Wizards. I think he defensively. He he'll definitely start for the Wizards. I wouldn't know. You know, yeah, yes, he would. You know why? Over overpaid Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre. No, I look. Let's keep it a hundred. If I'm the Washington Wizards, I would have signed Melo, and I'd have been like, either Mark Keith's coming off the bench, or I'm trading Porter away and get rid of that contract. Yeah, that should have been happening. It's going to happen. I the said Wizards that got, the Wizards got trick bagged by uh by the Nets, and they were dumb for falling for it. You should have. They really, them. they really did. They should have let him go. But that's what it. So he would have he would have started in Miami. In Miami, one of them. He would have started in Miami. Miami was one of my seven teams. So I'll give you Miami. He he was starting Atlanta. He was starting Orlando. Atlanta was one of my seven, and look where he's at. He's in Atlanta, but he just got bought out, so that don't matter. Orlando, I'm not too sure about Orlando. Who was there? I'm not too sure about Orlando. Orlando has one of those flexible lineups where they have that positionless thing where everybody can kind of transition into every position. Right, but who is going to start in front of them? That is true. Uh, All right. You you add eight to who's 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 the starting three? And he's gonna mess with you. Who's the starting three in New Orleans? In oh, New Orleans. Mm. Uh, Who's the starting three in Memphis? Memphis. I don't even know what Memphis is doing with that lineup. Well, no, but didn't uh, New Orleans just get Randall though? He's a four. But not wait. So you got 
damn, the Pelicans are what? They, Anthony Davis. Um, so wait a minute, Eric. Are you still trying to? Uh, no, no, no. I guess. They, Say that Melo is still a a regular three in today's NBA. I'm saying Melo is was like one of the beginners of the entire the entire thing where you see a lot of teams playing threes and threes at the three and the four position. Yeah, he was definitely. But he's, right but he's one of the only people that can actually do both because he knows how to attack the basket in the post and play on the perimeter. So that in itself is a skill set, despite how you feel about his defense. He's still better at that than most people in the league. It's, and because it's of that, a, he, he was starting at least half the teams in the league. It's he was starting set. Denver. There, there's no doubt about it that it's a skill set. The problem with that skill set is the player that's using it. Melo, at this point in time, on any given night, Melo doesn't know which Melo he wants to be. Yep. Uh, honestly, I, no, no, I, I'm not going to put it all on him because for real, for real, we already know. The role of Melo has always been the same thing, and it's always it's really on a lot of GMs. Melo's best years are when he has a floor general point guard. Well, I mean, we can't talk about OKC. Don't get me started on Russell Westbrook. Everybody Look, knows. So, 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 so let so yeah, exactly. Like he, he Russell Westbrook is the Kirk Cousins of the NBA. He's the Kirk Cousins of the NBA. He will he will fill up a stat sheet. And look crazy, look like 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 the best thing ever. And but, a game in a heartbeat, right? Because <laughs> and like his skill set is outstanding, but at the same time, it's like they, nobody wins off of that. Nope. So if you, I still think Melo needs to own this role of being the. He just needs to own the role of being the 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 offensive plug. From the bench, he needs to own that role. Look at look at Vince Carter. Vince Carter just signed a deal today for league minimum on a team that he knows ain't going to go nowhere. But he's forty one and he's in the league. And he can still he can still yam on you. So and he can still jump out the gym. He's worked on that jumper to the point where he's damn near a dead shooter from the corner, especially. Yep. Melo needs to own it. Your your time of of being the face of a team is over. Yeah, it was it was over. I'm gonna tell you what Melo should have did. I'm tell you what Melo should have did. Melo should have took his ass to L. A. so he can so he can figure out how to patch up things with him. He's going to La La Land, passing up with La La. Exactly. You That's what he should have did. And I'm a Laker fan, and I don't want him in L. A. But from a family perspective, take your wife back to where she wanted to go. Yep. Go back to L. A. Come off the bench. You better listen. To, you better listen to Hove. Hove told you to move the whole family. Yeah. Hove cheated. He moved the whole family. I wish she said to move. Yeah. He out here, he out here looking ugly and ugly and happy. That's all we trying to do as men. It's like eventually be somewhere and get ugly and be happy at the same time. So I pose y'all this question. We already know Melo's going to go to Houston. I mean, it's a given. Melo going to Houston, does that make them a better team than what they were last year? I'm going to go ahead and start by saying no. They would have been had they not got rid of a reason. Yeah. Exactly. So, no. Yes, yeah, so I'm oh, – boy. I, I mean, it makes so, them better in 2K. Basically, that's it. <laughs> so, you go from being the second best team in the West down to the fourth. Fourth. Got to be. Actually, uh, do I want to say the fourth? I, me uh, – Matter of fact, you know where Melo should have went if he really wanted to actually like, like see if he can do some things. He should have went to Portland. Thank you. 
He should have yep. went to Portland. Yep. You got two dynamic scorers in the backcourt. And they wanted they wanted him last year. They literally wanted him in Portland last year. You should have went to Portland. And you're low-key. You're on a team that's not in the spotlight. Now I want I want Melo in LA so that, you know, when Clay Thompson leaves Golden State, they have a chance of getting him a ring. So here's at least yeah, I was just putting this together while y'all were talking about it. So when it comes to the Western Conference, like my my eight out of like who will make the playoffs and all that, I have the Warriors, Rockets, and this is in order by the way. Warriors, Rockets, Lakers, Jazz, Thunder, Nuggets, Blazers, and then my eighth seed, which I thought sounds kind of ridiculous, but it made sense to me at the time. I would say the Timberwolves. It was between them and Dallas. Nah, something's off. I think about the only other, here's the eight teams that you can. I mean, the what the four or five teams you can have in the you know the Western Conference for the eighth seed. For me, it's between the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and the Mavs. Um, the Pelicans, the Pelicans have to be in that category. People yeah. keep like people keep forgetting like Drew Holiday. Now they got to figure out who's going to be their starting point guard. But Drew Holiday had a crazy season last year. Drew Holiday proved something to everyone, and he also set the standard. The Warriors have a problem when it comes down to bigger point guards and Steph having to be in that lineup guarding a bigger point guard. Yeah, because Drew was was legit like 6'5", 6'6". But I think the team you're forgetting, and and y'all can say what y'all want to say, the team you're forgetting is Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. You're forgetting Phoenix. They're not there yet. They, they, they need one – they need some – I think that they just picked up Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza was the piece that they needed. Nah, nah. You, they, got, they, you got Devin Booker. You got DeAndre Ayton. Trevor Ariza. Josh Jackson, who I think is going to be better this year than what he was last year. Oh, nah. He was the best player in the draft last year. Like, well, at least I thought he was. And then, you know, your boy in Boston, John, like, went hand Oh, yeah. But, I mean, shout out Jalen Brown. And I tell Jess, I will never, ever, ever <laughs> root for a Boston player in my life. But well, Jalen Brown, to me. No, Jason Tatum. Jason nah, Tatum. 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 Jason Tatum, to me, is the resurgence of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Nah, I'm not even gonna leave that. You know what he is, and it's gonna it's gonna make people sick when I say this. I remember hearing the story. He said he like growing up. He said he wanted to be he wanted to be like Kobe, mm-hmm. and then his father was like, "No, you need to watch the game of Paul Pierce." So he is literally a mix of Kobe Bryant and Paul Pierce yeah. at six nine. That's just not fair, dog. That's <laughs> just not. It's just not fair. <laughs> Damn, I didn't even think about that shit. So wait, so let, before we go to the East, because you know I was about to ask that, who are y'all eight? So there go to eight. Yeah, Eric, go ahead and tell us your eight. In the East, in the West, not in the West. On the West, uh, Golden State, Houston. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say that LA hits the third, the three C, just because LeBron is there. Yeah. Um, okay, this is not in the order, but OKC, 
Uh, I'm definitely throwing in the Pelicans. I'm throwing in Denver. I'm throwing in Portland. Mm-hmm. I think that's seven. That's seven. Um, oh, Utah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going. Go ahead, there. Go to State. No particular order, but everybody knows Golden State is going to run the table. Golden State, Houston, L.A., Lakers, OKC, Portland. Now, Y'all gonna sound, you know, think I'm weird for saying this. Still not gonna count out the Spurs. I was about to say, I was about to say, we really were forgetting them for a second. <laughs> Still not gonna count out the Spurs. Still not gonna count out uh, Portland. And now my eight is a toss up because I do feel like losing Boogie does hurt the Pelicans. They lost him and Rondo though, so. Yeah. Rondo hurts them more. Rondo hurts them more. Definitely Rondo hurts them more. I, I feel like the Jazz just doesn't have enough. So I'm going to go with Phoenix over the Timberwolves, and that's because I don't know what Carl, Carl Anthony Towns is going to do this year, knowing that he openly said he's not happy being there. Yeah. He might try to pull a Kawhi just for the fuck yeah. of it. Yeah. It's this, it's this new breed of player, and that's that new shit. Where they well, I think, I think part out. of that is also because, like, J- Jimmy Butler came out and said, like, yo, I'm, I'm tired of, like, the nonchalant childishness of these dudes. And Thibodeau is not picking <laughs> uh, Carl Anthony Towns over, over Jim, Jimmy Butler. That's oh, right. stupid. It's stupid, but it is what it is. Yeah. Damn, I- I don't know. But then, like, say if they have a dispute between the two and you got to let one go, where would you send Carl Anthony Towns, though? Would you send him to Boston, maybe? You would would send his ass east and pray that it don't hurt you in the long run. No, you send him him to the Wizards by any means necessary. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I I do not care. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I... I told people, like, I'm, I'm, I'm salty. I'm a, I'm a Wizards fan. I'm a, I'm a, old, I'm a old Bullets fan. Like, like I, I get why Cousins did what he did because the most NBA teams was, was stupid. Uh, like for the money that we signed, like Dwight Howell for, I was like, yo, go get Nerlens Noel and just tell him to go down there and shut up and like get blocks and rebounds and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought. For the money that y'all signed Dwight Howard for, and, and I'm a Wizards fan, that's my second team, but I was still banking on the fact, hey, Wall and Boogie been talking, Boogie going to come to, you know, to the Wizards, they're going to take that little hit, Boogie going to come back in the offseason, I mean, in, in January, everything's going to be good, and then this happened. They signed like, John Wall. You could have literally, started, like, for that much money, you could have signed Boogie and New Orleans Noel. Yeah. Yeah, and y'all still uh, y'all still in bed with Miami, so call it a day. But like for real, I was like, "Yo, what are y'all doing?" Mm. Uh, but you know, Ernie Grunfield. Look, not everybody can be the uh, Capitals, right? Yeah. So what, since we, you know, we already set our West. Who are y'all? Before I even get my horse, your Eastern. So in the Eastern Conference, who will your eight teams be? I'll go first, Eric. And the right. Eastern Conference is easy for me. 
Boston, Philly, Wizards, Miami, um, Milwaukee. I'm saying Toronto, even though I know Kawhi is not going to play. Oh, nah, he playing. He playing. Ah. Toronto. And then the last three for me are, are a bit shaky. And I say that to say because it's it's weird. I feel like the Knicks have enough brewing up there to where they can sneak into a seven or eight spot. Because you know the East, you all, all you got to win is 36, 42 games. Ain't <laughs> making the playoffs. So I'm going to go Knicks. I'm going to go... Mm, I don't Chicago and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Pacers why why did I forget about the Pacers I'm gonna go I'm Pacers. Like, what are you doing <laughs> forget about Oladipo yeah I guess I, I guess I'll go um and this is in order because I've been doing it while y'all was talking. So, um, from one to eight, I got Philly, Boston, Washington, Indiana, Toronto, Milwaukee, Detroit, and then Miami in the eighth seed. I like that Detroit pick. Yeah, Detroit. I'm, I'm t- it's something about them that it's like you know what. And, Another you know, year with meshing. I, I like it. Yeah. Greg Monroe, I'm not I'm Greg t- Monroe uh, Andre Drummond with the whole uh, Blake Griffin. It's, let me see. Do they still got uh, what's his name, Reggie Jackson? Is he still the oh, point guard? You mean your man, Young Jaundice? Yep. <laughs> and you, gotta got you, you gotta call your man Young Jaundice because your man ain't never had nothing but yellow eyes, like. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I was kind of on the fence between, you know, who was going to go, you know, seven and eight between Miami and Detroit. So I was like, you know what, let me just put Detroit because I feel like I mean, the highest they can get is maybe a fifth seed, but the lowest they can get is a seven. They won't go less than that, um, especially since Indiana's kind of solid with like the fourth pick, you know, with the fourth seed. And then Toronto, with a wild card between Milwaukee, so they can be interchangeable, but. Right. I know Philly's going. Philly got to be first because even though Boston is like the head, you know, running right now to be in the first slot, I feel like they'll purposely just lose a couple games or you know sit out some games so they don't end up having to you know play. What they have to play either Detroit or Miami, right? I would rather. Yeah. Probably, let me switch it. So I'll put Miami in the seventh seed. That way, it can be Boston, Miami in the first round, and then you have—I mean, um, yeah, it'll be Boston, Miami in the first round, and then you'll have Philly, Philly and Detroit. Detroit. God, because then you have what Milwaukee and Washington—that would be a good first round too. That's, that's a good three-six. That's a tough three-six. Yeah, and but the that's thing is, I feel like, but I feel like that right there, Milwaukee's ready, but they're not more ready than Washington. So I can wait, see Washington. Wait, speaking of which. Yo, who who has Jabari Parker? Oh, did he get moved yet? Did I thought they said something? Maybe it was just them talking. He's with Chicago. Oh, he went. He went to Chicago. Oh, yeah. 
Ah, that changes things a little bit. Oh, look. That changes stuff. Jabari went back home? Ooh, wait a minute. Um, So you you paired Jabari with Lori Marcus. You add in that Zachary's going to be healthy. Yo. Yeah. And they just picked up Tyler Eulis with Chris Dunn? Chris Dunn is still there. Tyler Eulis is still there. Yo. Wow. Yo, Chicago might low key. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Wait, Y'all talk about Phoenix. Because mm. they still got over when they got from Minnesota, right? Oh, uh, Levine, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And he's Wait, back fully no, really healthy. <laughs> yeah, but you got to think, they added they added nice pieces too. They got um, Bobby Porter from, from two years ago. Uh-huh. And then. Didn't they just pick up not Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, what's the dude? Uh, Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter. Hmm. Yo. Wendell Carter. <laughs> Yo. Quiet as kept. That is. They, they're not gonna be. They're not gonna, if they mesh really well, that's definitely like a seven seed tops. They're, they're gonna be a second but, half push. They're gonna be after yeah. the uh, all star game push. But they're gonna mess with somebody. Like somebody's gonna like not want to deal with Chicago at all because it's gonna be a yeah, matchup yeah. nightmare. Yeah, they they got a very lengthy team, a team that can they can shoot, and they're I mean they're overly athletic. And Markinen was a stick. Markinen low key snuck up on everybody. Yeah, they was like, you didn't get this. And they were like, nah, we didn't. What's up? <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's kind of tough. Damn. Oh boy. I don't know how I let Chicago slip under my radar like that and not sit here and think. They had a lot of pieces come together. And that, oh, boy, I'm like watching their games this year. I, I got to. Oh, boy. Well, nah, well, on the strength of my man Knox, I'm watching Knicks games because it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, so I feel like that's the whole little thing that the New York fans do now. They just boo whoever they draft. Cause Kevin Knox, when they when the Knicks picked Kevin Knox, I already knew like, yo, I was like, y'all playing is a dog. Like he was on a he was on a star studded team in Kentucky, which not to his fault, you didn't get to shine as much. You were on a, a team full of stars, exactly. So you didn't get to to showcase your entire skill set when you're on a team full of stars like that. You you have to you know blend in and do what you can do to help the team win. Like I, I'm not even worried about what the hell Duke's gonna do this year, but Duke has a all star studded team this year. Jesus Christ, yo, that it hurts my soul to even say it. But it's it's gonna hurt because somebody in on that Duke team, their draft stock is going to end up getting hurt a bit because you gotta take a second or third or fourth seat to somebody else on that team. But you still so, going in the first round. Right. Like, like that's what happened to Kevin I, I, Knox. That's what happened to Carter Jr. I'm going to say it right now. Yo, I knew Kevin Knox was going to be like a dog the moment like, I saw a dude and I realized, like, like, yo, your man's forehead has his own face. You want no problem with that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, yo, your man's your man's face and forehead both get angry. Like, you don't want nobody. <laughs> you don't want to deal with nobody like that. fucking <sighs> <sighs> Oh my goodness! I, you know, let, let, let's just keep going. <laughs> so, 
So I, I'm gonna just I'm gonna play this clip because the shit to me is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I so Kevin Durant, um, he was on CJ McCollum's <laughs> right? Oh man! And, <laughs> I, I, let's just play the clip because I, I feel like the world needs to hear. It. Let me know if y'all can hear this. <laughs> say this and this new one thing I'm wilding for this but it's the truth. Yo, Kevin Durant has literally the best heel turn in the history of sports <laughs> entertainment television, including wrestling. Al King. Yo man came out straight up and was like, yo, but how'd you play? It's like an AC. Like AC. Hey yo, and you can't say that too. Cause your man got back to back finals and key trophies out here. So it's like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh. oh God! This this is interesting. So, what makes it so interesting is that Kevin Durant, PG County native, it's it's all you you know. We we have this thing where. We just literally go at anybody at all times. That's that's just the DMV for you. Um, but Kevin Durant has been labeled here over the past few years as a little uh, soft-skinned when it comes to comments made about him. Yet you go on somebody else's podcast. This is CJ McConnell's podcast, bro. You go on his podcast and go ham on my man. Mm-hmm. You said that you played like an AC. Don't worry about what we're doing over here at the top. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm like, yo, KD is really going in. But look, look, here's the funny thing about it, though. And this is what I like about it. You can talk garbage when it's the truth, though. <laughs> it's like, it's now, like. I give you that. It's like, like okay, like, you can, you can not like that he did it. And I get that. But what you going to do to stop it, though? Like, that's what's really, that's where it all comes down to. Like, y'all got to figure out, like, now he out here talking cash shit. Like, y'all got to figure out a way to beat him. So, <laughs> did, you see, did you see CJ McCollum's tweets right after the, right after I, the I did. Hold I on, did. Let me, let me pull it and let me read it so that everybody else knows what we're talking about. 
but yo, like, what do you what do you say to my like? Are you gonna beat him? It's like it's like I mean, you yeah. like yo remember, yo remember that one dude he's always being a hood who used to talk get, like mad garbage, but he yeah. had hands and he would be like, but you ain't gonna fight me though. Like it's the same it's the same thing, dog. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. So for everybody listening, this is what CJ McCullum said on Twitter right after. All right, he says. I still think the B word is harsh and should not be used. He knows that decision was solved, but I respect it. It's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang you should have beat and then joining the gang that jumped you and your brothers two months later and forgetting about your bros. All right. So that that is a direct shot at KD. Direct shot. There, there's no other way around it. I mean, the only other way that we could have made it even more direct is if he added KD in the whole daggone thing. But I think those tweets right there, were those tweets about about KD or were they about Cousins? No, they were about Cousins. In, but it's inside of KD. In, in response to KD being on the show and talking about Cousins joining them. But here go the thing, though, and this is the wild part about it. Like, you can't include Cousins with none of this because – the majority of the GMs in the NBA are bona fide stupid. No doubt. They're bona fide dumb for not like, going. He, yo, for like, it ain't like he signed like a crit. Your man signed for $4.5 million. Well, you he, know did how that, he did that out of spite. That was a spite. And he should have. And I was like, I hope he puts up 30 and 30 in the finals one game. I swear on everything I love, I hope he does. Like, that's how I really feel about it. Like, I want the Wizards to be in the finals. I want the Wizards to win the whole thing. But if the Wizards ain't there, I want Cousins to put up 30 and 30. And then after the game is over, tell everybody, now you need to pay me 30. Like, straight like that. Like, talk your shit, sir. I don't even care. Because, like, like, you, like, okay, so your man goes down, right? Cool, I get it. He's hurt. But y'all don't offer him nothing. Y'all gonna act like my man's ain't the best center in the NBA? He didn't give it time to waver. He didn't give everybody time to 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 get around to it. You, you're a big man. You're seven footer, coming off an Achilles injury. Mm. All right, you're not gonna be ready anytime before January. Right. You so are, you money you now. are not any team's number one offseason priority. I'm sorry. You're so not. Give me my, so so look, give me so. But here go the thing though. With him knowing that and going to teams and saying, just give me two years at 10 mil, that changes all of that. Because that's what he told people. He was like, look, just give me two years at 10 mil, I'm good. But you wait. Nah, scratch that. You don't scratch that. Some spiteful shit like, no, forget this. I'm going to go join arguably the NBA's super team of all time for pennies on a dollar. But you know, but here's the thing though. You know whose fault this really all is though? Who's that? Us as the fans. And I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna tell you why. We made it so that everybody's greatness is only defined on whether or not they actually want to ring. I can't argue with you there. So what happened? So 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 here go the thing. Demarcus Cousins can go play for Golden State for one year. End up getting a ring because they're going to win again, mm-hmm. and then go do whatever he wants to. Because at the end of the day, what you can never say to him is that he never won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, as as a fan and as a basketball purist, 
I think this whole ring chasing thing in today's modern NBA, I think it's starting to become tainted. Like Warriors first ring, they earned that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Warriors second ring, they earned that. All right. Even though. Well, no, they had to. No, so, like, I mean, yeah. But here's the thing, though. The Warriors' first ring was tainted because everybody kept saying that Kyrie was injured. And Love was gone. So then when Love Love and Kyrie came back the next year, what happened? They they have the biggest goof ever in the finals. Yep. From being up 3-1 and they lose. Right. Cool. They was like, I bet. So if we can't beat you at full strength, we're going to find somebody who can help beat you at full strength. Enter KD. Now, I ain't mad at the Warriors for that. So, I, like, nah, you, you got you to give them that for the second one. You, you got to understand. They wouldn't have lost that championship if it wasn't for that fluke-ass Draymond getting ejected bullshit. Oh, you, that's 100% facts. That is an 100% fact. So, we can, we can throw that in there. But now, moving forward, moving into today's NBA season 2018-2019, the Warriors are going to win a championship. To me, I I don't hold that as a, a ring on the totem pole. Like, all right, whatever. They got another ring. KD got his third ring in four years. Whatever. Okay, great. I don't care. Mm. That That's not Mike getting his six. That's nope. not Kobe getting his five. That's not Shaq getting his four. You know, that's not hey, Bill Russell. All them, all them Bamas ain't going to win the category for rings, though. So, this, like, the rings matter really for real? For real? Like, what are we doing? I think I that's part of the discussion for me. I, I don't – now, no, rings don't matter. You, you are building super teams to get rings now. Rings don't matter. Like, I hands down respected LeBron last year, and this is coming from me, mm. a Kobe fan who did not like LeBron whatsoever at all in LeBron's career. I've never liked LeBron until last year. I respected LeBron. Because you took a team of B and C listed players and took them to the finals. Yes, you stood no chance against those monsters. You stood absolutely no chance against the monsters known as the Warriors. You stood no chance. But you took them to the finals. Yep. If, if at any point LeBron and the Cavaliers would have even pulled out two games in that series... LeBron added something to his legacy right there. Yep. LeBron, was supposed to, they, they were supposed to lose that series four to one, but you They're know, J.R. Smith. Oh. <laughs> yeah, J.R. Smith. There. J.R. Smith. No, J.R. Smith, because they were going to win that first game. They were going to win that first game, and then J.R. Smith definitely blew it. Mm-hmm. Definitely blew it, and from there, there's no coming back. And now, now LeBron then took what I gave him, and as far as his credit and then discredited himself by coming out with that bullshit cast on his hand mm-hmm. and saying that he played the rest of the series with a broken hand and blah, 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 blah. Don't come up with an excuse. Except the fact that you went against a, a team that you were not supposed to beat. You weren't supposed to beat this team, bro. You weren't. Yeah, I was so, stacked against him anyway, so. Well, he yeah. can't say that. But well, he can't say that, though. You, you can't. You can't say that because you're not supposed to. But us as fans already knew it. You weren't supposed to beat that team. There was no way you were going to beat that team. They stacked them up against them. At all. Yeah. yeah. There was no way you were going to beat that team. 
So now to know that the Warriors added yet another piece, which again, they're not going to get till January, but dude, they, they didn't need them before January. They don't need them at all. Mm-mm. So anybody that's going to chase a ring in that fashion, I don't like. I, I wanted Chris Paul and them to beat the Warriors last year because I think Chris Paul and James Harden deserved it. Yeah, James Harden gets away with a travel every game, if not five, but they deserved that shot. Chris Paul deserved that shot. And they probably won't ever get it again. No, it's done. It's done. They're, they're never getting that shot again. It's over. Nah, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to tell you why, though. I'm going to tell you why, though. Because, like, so I look at, I mean, I, you know, defense wins championships. I get all that, right? But I look at, I I, I, I have to eliminate, like, points versus points, right? So when you look at, because Draymond ain't going to give you 30. He don't have to. Nope. He don't have to, right? So like so he was like so whatever the starting lineup is of the what's his of Golden State, like so you got I look I look at things like certain pushes right so like you give me thirty from from James Hardy I'm a, 30, 30 from James Harden versus thirty from KD that's a push that might as well be zero mm-hmm. right okay Chris Paul give me twenty five Steph give me twenty five that's, that's a push. push might as well be zero okay you see what I'm saying that's a push might as well be zero. Can Mel- can Melo still p- fill it up against like a a a Clay Thompson? Eh, it might be a push, given like you know this is only there's only one ball to go around. So let's say what twenty two is Eric Gordon versus Clay Thompson. That's a push. There. And, and yeah. so 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 there goes that right now. So the push is the Eric Gordon versus Clay versus Clay Thompson bet. So how many points between Melo and Clint Capella versus? Uh, Cousins and Draymond Green is where the is where the conversation comes down to, and so and, and then add in the bench. So, so that so that's thing. where the game had to be won. Here's the thing. So all right, you 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 give Melo the point uh, the point advantage over Draymond. You give Cousins the point advantage over Clint Capella, but then you look at the the, the bench. Not, not even the bench. Look at the other numbers. Draymond's not going to give you 25. Draymond's going to give you 10, 10, and 7. That's 10 yep. points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. You're not getting 7 assists from Melo. You're not getting 7 assists from Ken Capella. But you don't need to because, here's the thing, though. Draymond leads that team in assists, and Chris Paul's going to give you 12, 13. Did you not see the games last year, though? At how many times, for how long during the game, was Chris Paul – and James Harden on the court at the same time. They can't be. They're two ball-dominant players. James Harden can't play without the ball. That's true. Yeah, They're that's on the true. court at different times. That's true. Whereas with the Golden State Warriors, all five of those players you just named are going to be on the court at the same time. And that and that's where the key is. Right. Like, like, like I said, like, I think – I think. but here's the, here the thing, though. Honestly speaking, I would say, and I would say that's a, like the model to beat Golden State for real, for real, is the Cleveland Cavaliers from two years ago. You just need more. You just need better parts in those those fringe spaces where the pushes aren't. Mm. Like that's where it comes down to. Yeah. So it's it's going to be an interesting NBA season. Like I, I said this at the start of the NBA conversation, guys. I don't know if y'all heard me, but uh, I'm boycotting the NBA for at least the first half. 
Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan for all this super team bullshit that they're throwing together. I ain't got time to watch it. Boycotting it. Go Lakers. <laughs> so speaking of the Lakers and their, you know, newfound greatness with LeBron, LeBron came out hours ago. I got this from Bleacher Report that he wished that he didn't put basically so much pressure on his son by giving him the name. So basically his son's name is LeBron, uh, LeBron James Jr. So uninterrupted did an interview with him, with him and a whole bunch of other athletes, including like Odell Beckham and uh, just a host of different people. I'm going to play the clips so you can hear. LeBron, this is your obviously third time. Is that a reinvigorating thing? I told you last summer what, what really got me back going is uh, what helps my kids play. Mm. That's interesting. Watching my boys play ball. Can like, I hear that? Last year was the first, like, I have, I really had some time to go watch them play in the Like, really sat down, went to, like, four ball tournaments. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the game, and I feel my hands just start sweating. I feel like my chest is sweating. I'm like... Then it went from like just sitting there, and then it went from like to this, like go, and then it went from me sitting on the bench to me getting an argument. I got an argument. I got an argument. First of all, I didn't get to an argument with an AU dad. I got an argument with an AU mom. What? basically saying that he wished he never named his son LeBron, which I, I, I kind of feel him, though. Like, I wouldn't, even though I don't have any kids right now, if I ever have a son, I don't want him to be a third because I'm a junior. So how do y'all feel about LeBron not liking, you know, giving his son that name, even though we know they're going to retire to LeBron James in Laker jerseys now, so. So here, here's my take on the whole thing, and I definitely understand what he's saying um the pressure you never want to put added pressure on your child um bronny jr was already going to have the pressure regardless if his name was bronny jr or not you were going to have the pressure because you are lebron james son i mean look at uh Jordan's kids. I can't even think of their names, but they never panned out as actual basketball players. Marcus and something. I can't do what uh, those yeah. names. Marcus had what one little spectacular Jordan uh Jordan esque moment at UCF. 
mm-hmm. and we never heard of the kid again. Yep. So it, it, there was no way you were going to take away the pressure from him being your son. You just couldn't do it, regardless if his name was Bronny Jr. or if his name was, I don't know, whatever you wanted to name him. He was going to have the pressure of being your son on his shoulders the entire time. It's your job as the parent, as the father, to let him know that, you know, despite what people say, despite what you see on social media, because social media is a big thing now, especially in a 14-year-old's life. Despite what they say on social media, despite what you hear, you are your own person. Make your own way. I feel like LeBron knows exactly what he's doing. That's why he's being so, you know, strategic when it comes to moving to L.A. Because he wants his kid to eventually play with him. But I think, like, Bronny's in, what, the seventh grade now? Um, So LeBron LeBron Bronny is is 14, dog. He's 14. Oh, so Ronnie is 14, dog. And he's uh, yamming on Bamas. LeBron did a four-year deal in L.A. with a player option after three, I think. So oh. four years puts Bronny at 18. You do know that. Which means. Which means. Yeah. Are they going to reverse that whole thing with the yep. It's getting reversed. It's, it should be reversed by the end of next season, by the end of 2020. Wow. So, so this will put things in context. LeBron James was drafted at the conclusion. No, at the end of my at the, at the end of my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So that means that literally speaking, if Bronny gets drafted while his father's still in the league, we are literally going to go damn near forty years with a LeBron James in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, mm-hmm. dog. <laughs> what? They were 30, 30 some 40 years, dog. And God forbid if the, if the other son gets in there too. Oh boy. Yeah. I, yeah, but now, I don't know what the, I don't know what the others are gonna do. But Bronny and the funny thing is that Bronny disrespectful because he like, I don't want my dad some my favorite player, Russell Westbrook. That's yeah. why he went zero. Yeah. That's some wild shit there. Yeah. I, I just like I like the way that that LeBron is approaching it though, and and I don't have a son. I have a daughter. She just turned seven last Saturday. Hey, Leah. Um, birthday, Leah. So I don't have a son, but that that feeling that he was getting, you know, you say you know sitting there and his hands got clammy watching his son play. That's that's apparent. That's when you know he. This was LeBron's maybe first moment of sitting back and being able to to realize. I am a father to to this. Like, look what I have right here in front of me. Look what's going on. Mm-hmm. Look what I have here. And as a parent, you have those moments. It it can be something slight. I mean, I'm pretty sure he went through it, you know, back when Bronny Jr. took his first steps and, and so on and so forth. But you have those moments. So it's it's starting to set in for him. Like, the reality is that I just made a deal with an NBA team, with with an, a remarkable franchise in the Lakers, to the point where I potentially could play one season of basketball, whether I'm still in my prime or, or you know doing a Vince Carter whole type of deal, but I can still potentially play a season of basketball with my first seed. 
Yep. The first thing that came out of my balls, man, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, it actually makes a little bit of sense, though, because when you consider the fact that um, one of LeBron's favorite athletes growing up was Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and Ken Griffey Jr. do. Who was end up playing with his father. Matter of fact, they freaking had home runs in the same game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was. It's actually kind of cool in that way to see that you know that if that is the situation to happen. Just imagine you're watching basketball. All right, you're sitting at home. You're on your couch. It's a Sunday night. It's on ABC. They still got the contract for Sunday night games come four years from now, and you're watching the Lakers play. And let's just say hypothetically they're playing the super stacked Golden State Warriors again because who knows who the hell they're going to have on their team in four years. And you're watching a game, and it's a fast break, and you're watching LeBron James Sr. throw an alley-oop to Bronny Jr. As I was just thinking that, dog. <laughs> That's, that would be wild. Well, I saw that, that is an oh. epic moment. Well, they showed, like, something on NBA 2K19 or something I saw where they did, like, a creative player of LeBron. And I was like, damn, like, wait, this is actually possible. In a few years, we're going to have him and his son – Literally on 2K, what is that? That's going to be, what, 2K 25, 26 possibly? And probably. he'll probably be on the cover again because, you know, they give him the cover every five years. So it's, it's about to happen. We are about to witness it. I don't think – and basketball will be the, the most fitting sport. I mean, the only other sport that we probably could have witnessed it in or the only other person we probably could have witnessed it with if Tom Brady had kids a little earlier, we can see Tom Brady throwing a pass to Tom Brady Jr. Yeah. I don't want to see that, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to see that at all. Like, maybe it's me, because, well, maybe it's me, but it'll be like, oh, here, son, I want to give to you a way that you're going to ruin your life with giving with getting CTE. Like, nah, right. I'm all right. Like, nah. <laughs> I'm good on that. Mm. So, I guess before before we get out of here, because we about to hit, like, two hours, I wanted to, like, get y'all opinion on this, like, article I saw that uh, J-Lo said, so J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, so she did like a Tinder thing called Swipe Sessions where a girl, I guess like this lady named Brooke, 29 years old, she um saying that she couldn't find a proper guy on Tinder because they all basically want the same thing. Uh, so J-Lo basically told her that guys until they're 33 years old are really useless. Now, me at 31, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the clip because the way I say it... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, bad, oh, bad. Let, let, me just, let me just play it. Hold on. You have a guy named Maurice, okay? He's 29. Guys until they're 33 are really useless. If you store ketchup in the refrigerator, we're not going to work out. Bye-bye, <laughs> Josh, it's no. If the dog is allowed in the bed, the dog and the llama apparently there's a llama <laughs> too. See this? This is what my hat is like a baseball hat on. He's oh okay. So she says this is her kind of guy, right? And you know he had a baseball cap. He kind of looked like Alex Rodriguez. His name was Adil. Now she had just said the guys until they're thirty three are really useless. The guy that she was talking about when she said that was 29. The guy that she said that's her type of guy is 26. 
And we all know J-Lo does have a thing, well, she did prior to Alex, with younger men. So I I was kind of taken back because I was like, wait, like, are men really useless until we're 33? Because I'm 31 and I'm like, damn, I've been useful. (laughs) I would like to think I've been useful. I mean, I'm 31. I would like to think that up in, you know, to this point, I've been useful, I would hope. Man. All right, so look, <laughs> this whole this whole thought process of usefulness depends on what you're trying to use someone for. Yeah, and this is the part of the discussion that, like, I'm gonna look at J Lo like, Shouty, right, I hear you, and that's your opinion, and you entitled to that. But for real, for real, the only common denominator with all the useless men that you dated is you. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny because I was on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I know I'm normally an asshole for that, but like that situation with all of us, it's like, I who the hell would I be to be like, man? All my exes were fucked up. No, yeah. the only common denominator is me. Yep. So either my choice is messed up, <laughs> or I messed up, and I messed things up. Like it's like ultimately, like you, you gotta. Like, yes, people, sometimes you mess a relationship with somebody, sometimes somebody else messes it up for you, but, like, what was she looking for? Yeah, well, it, it made me think, because I remember someone said this a few years ago, I don't remember the article, but they were saying that women have, like, timetables, and the timetable for women was 33, so trying to equate that, I don't want to say it and make it sound like women are useless after 33, but it's like... They say that women have a timetable up to 33. So when she says that men are useless before 33, then most of her exes, the people that she's dated, you know, were obviously not 33 yet, including the guy that she was dating, the dance or whatever. So it's like, at, at what point are you just saying things to say them? Or, you know, plus this is JLo talking. Um, I'm not just knocking her because she's a woman, but it's like, bro, like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the whole women have a timetable thing. I it, I think it's it's damn near a proven fact that yeah. from from adolescence, from you being a young, from them being a young girl, eight, nine, ten, or whatever, they begin to paint this this picturesque picture of what life is supposed to be. Oh, and I see myself being, you know, married by this age and having my first child by this age and establishing xy career by this age they have it lined up now as we all know with life shit gets thrown off course so yeah you said you didn't want to have your first child until you were 32 well guess what you fucked up and had a first child at 25 i mean that, that shit happens you said you wanted to be married by the time you were 31 Look at you, sweetheart. You're 31, pushing 32, and you don't even have a consistent relationship. Exactly. What I did was, I was doing some research, um, because nothing made sense to me about this article in terms of the fact that she just, she made 33 like the college So, she went and, you know, the person that I read the article for, hey, I see you into the room. You have a lot of background noise, so we're going to meet you. I'm, I'm outside. Hello? Yes, yes. 
So until Q gets into a proper place, we have to mute him for a second. So basically, the guy says that women don't really have a biological desire for sex until they are above 30 anyways. Uh, Prior to that, sex is pretty much transactional, so men are just stupid and exploitable. I, I can go with that. So someone, you know, commented that this is just false. Women have a biological desire to have sex after puberty. That is something that obviously we've learned, you know, educationally in school. So he went deeper. He said that they have a social desire and a transactional desire. Their biological urges are virtually non-existent compared to men. Women realize very quickly that they have value and are sexual gatekeepers. Any urges are stopped by their filtering system. If women had biological urges resembling, uh, resembling anything like men do, then women would be fucking indiscriminately. So that part and coupling that with the fact that JLo said that men are useless before 33, I got to thinking, is she saying men are useless in terms of what they can do for women financially meaning like career wise or you know future wise or is she saying hey like anything that's under 33 is just a boy toy or something that hasn't grown into a man yet so I was like, okay maybe j-lo got a point uh, but to use the word useless it's like wait a minute so if someone had said the same thing about her it would have been a big fucking deal so here goes I, I'm a I'm a jump in, yeah. and I hate and I hate to be this person because, you know you know I'm the I'm the resident like intersectional feminist of like the group and shit because I get it, but so this so it's it's a two part thing so one biologically you know because because you can't gauge mental maturity but biologically women's bodies and just in general, bio, their biology matures faster than men right so there goes that right and because there's because society has decided that the worth of women is based upon, you know, their relationships, essentially. Who's your husband? Yeah. What children do you have? So those things become more of a premium. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, what? so, and the way that I can hear it to, to, to that extent is because men don't have to be held accountable to that timetable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are some sociological theories out there that say that uh, men live the best of two women's lives because there's some men that'll get with a woman in their early twenties, date her until he gets his 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 um his uh midlife crisis, break up with her, and then go get another twenty year old just because he can. So like we we're not held to those same things by our biology that you know people because nothing tells nobody tells us that those things are what makes us or what what has what what we have to lean our worth on right so. With women, I guess what she could possibly be saying, and to this, to this degree, I get it. Men are 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 we're not we're worthless until thirty three because we don't care or don't have to care or maybe not even have a thought process of like, dang, maybe I do want to get married. Dang, maybe I do want to have kids. We don't have to care early on. Some of us do. Some of us don't. But in that regard, I understand what she's saying. It is it sound the optics don't look good and it sounds bad, but I get that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I honestly, I don't even have a response. I absolutely agree. I, I agree. I thought the whole situation, the way she had approached it, I was like, oh well. I mean, I'm not telling you know 
woman to be quiet or something like that. But it was like, damn, the way you put it was like, oh, well, men are useless that aren't, you know, 33. And then you turn right back around and was like, oh, but that 26-year-old, that's my type. <laughs> Wait, what? <sighs> a, bit, a bit contradicting. I mean, that's definitely what it was. But I saw her standpoint because she had presented it a little bit better. I, you know, not saying that we were useless until 33. Yeah, yeah. she could have. So I guess one thing before we go, I was listening to the Van Jones podcast that he has with Joe Button this week. And he asked Joe a question that I was like, you know what? I have to like ask y'all because this shit makes so much more sense the way that it happened. I was like, yeah, we need to know. So he asked Joe, he was like, do men fight the idea that women make us as men better people? I wanted to get y'all opinion on it because make us as men what? Uh, basically, do men fight the idea that women make men better people? <laughs> in, in my speaking personally, in my early stages of, of life, yes. Mm. Yes, yes, I did. So speaking for myself, yes, I did. I fought it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as I've grown and matured and, and dealt with women in different capacities to this point, they make us better. I don't care what anyone says. Women make us better. And it's vice versa. We we may make them in better in, in certain capacities. But you fought it earlier. You, yeah. if, if, any guy in this chat right now that, that doesn't admit to it, you're wrong. You fought it earlier. You didn't want to admit that that girl that you were with, wherever she is now, because you may not even be with her at this moment, mm-hmm. but that girl that you were with, and in some capacity, she made you better and you didn't want to accept that you were being made better. You still wanted to be with your with your boy or with your single friends who was out here doing whatever they wanted to do. And ultimately, you had something good at that moment. Exactly. So Q, how, we, we got to ask Q. I'm going to let Eric. Oh, shit. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Here we go. <laughs> What up, Q? Turn the fuck up, of course. <laughs> Q. Okay, go ahead. So, we are discussing if... How, how did I phrase the question before? So, do we men fight the idea that women make us better people? Do you agree? Okay. Do you disagree? No, no I, I fully agree. Like, um, you know, y'all all know that the, the shit I'm going through with within my own relationship and whatever, like, um, quote to the world, divorce is great, except when you have kids. But oh. <clears throat> no, um, I fully agree. Like when, like, I don't, I, I hate the things that my now soon to be ex-wife have done in life or have done to me in our marriage but I would not be where I was if she did not like literally pick me up by the bootstraps and it's like motherfucker you, you, going, you want to be a teacher oh and I'm going to I'm, I'm sorry I got a phone call um <laughs> Like the fa- my family is going to support you. You just need to do what you need to do. You need to go ahead and get, make this shit happen. Mm-hmm. And she did. And she did. Like she, she pushed me. She pushed me to be to be better 
than I, than I was. Yeah. So I fully I fully agree. Like, you know, you can you can say like you can hate on um, wanting to be married, want to be in a relationship, whatever. But yes, a woman, a strong woman, a, a good woman. And there was times where my wife was a was a good woman and still is a good woman because she's the mother of my kids. Mm-hmm. You, you have to like trust that mm. I trust that part like the, the mother part I don't trust the oh you're my wife part anymore yeah. obviously but well that's something that I mean <clears throat> you can work on with you know you and your household and you, you agree that you know women do make us better I agree as well um, oh yes they definitely do make. They definitely. Oh yes, women definitely make men better, especially black men. Because, like, it, it's something about a black woman that has like the drive that we may not see in ourselves, but they see in us. And it's like, all right, motherfucker, I, I'm not gonna str- like if I'm gonna struggle with you. You got to be pulling your weight too. Yeah. Sure. But that that's women, period. Like exactly. But that, that's who, but especially black women. Yeah. Well, if but you that, come that, across that, one and you then you know, well, you, you know it. You'll know it because you'll sense it. They're pulling the best out of you that makes you do what you need to do to be the best for them. Right. And she and I I I would say that she definitely did pull the best out of me. It's just that like shit didn't work. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disparage her or whatever. I, I will have my weekly what the fuck is wrong with my baby mother segment. <laughs> what the fuck is fundamentally wrong with my baby mother segment? But I like I I may not be in love with her anymore, but I love her because she she, she carried my three children. You know what I mean? She carried my three children. Three beautiful, healthy, great, amazing, wonderful, handsome, and beautiful children. So I have to respect her for that note. I don't have to respect her for the relationship, but I have to respect her because, you know, despite her flaws, she has been a great mother. Well, I... I to in defense of women here, because there are no women on the podcast, we have to say that you know she probably would feel the same way in terms of not just you, but all women feel that there's something that can be improved on when it comes to men. But instead of us listening, what we do is we talk over them, we go and we have an answer for, honestly, things that weren't questions, they were statements. So... I know when we go in like the group me app and everything, we have our talks daily and I hear what the women are saying. Like I had to like hide my keyboard one day cause they were going on men. And usually I'm thinking, okay, they're bashing, but sometimes it's okay to just sit back and let them get the entire thought out before you go and make that response. So when, you know, coming back to, you know, women being able to you know make us better, sometimes we just need to listen to them. Uh, Eric has said this plenty of times. He's like, if you just listen, you would learn a lot about women that you didn't even know or you didn't even consider. So, yeah. huh, man, look. <laughs> Trust go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, man. Cause no, nah, because you like, like it is funny though. Because like, and everybody in here knows I used to get the claims for being like, oh, nigga, you a simp. 
or you like you doing things or you you trying you trying to get them to choose you choose up like nah I'm over here learning like I'm still gonna mess up I still mess up like this not act like I don't but I'm still better off for having the knowledge though so like you know that that's called life like life is about making mistakes but it's it's how you learn from the mistakes that you make in life and what you do to change your life after you make the mistake like i mean i've only been married two weeks and i'm learning more now just being like i mean we've been together for a long time so these things that you already know but i have my like you guys like y'all you know D's married, like Q, you married. So it's like, okay, I'm learning the yeses and the noes, the do's and the don'ts from you guys. But sometimes, like, I have to, like, call my mother or call someone I know that is either been married or is married. Like, yo, um, I need an opinion that is not a male opinion who's going to side with me because it's like, hey, um, this is what Greg wants to hear. Sometimes women say some shit that I know is going to piss me off, but it's exactly what I needed. Okay, so, so yes, so, 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 Greg, now you, I hope you now understand, now that you have a ring on your finger, everything that I have been saying for the last seven years, Mm -hmm. well, the last six years, I've been married six years, six years, three months, I hope you now understand what I've been saying, like, like, and we had this conversation the other night where, you know, like, look, sometimes you just have to be like, okay, you know what? You got it. Even though you don't want to lose, you have to lose because a woman is going to, a woman is going to be right 90, 97% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> 97% to 99.3.675% of the time. So you have to really, you have to understand that. I mean, you have to understand that. You have to accept that. Like, you know, when you get married in an ideal marriage, you marry this woman to be with for the re- until you die, she dies, or both of you die together. So, like, it, it, you know, it, it, you may not want to agree with what she has to say, but what she has to say is the fucking truth. Yeah. And it's so, it, like, like early in my marriage, I did not, I did, I did not really truly understand that and accept that. But when I did, shit went right. Then shit went totally left, and that's why I'm getting, and you know. But women are usually ninety five percent right. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. What their, their sixth sense, whatever they had from, got from God or whatever. But they're usually right. Yeah. I will say the only woman I know that is consistently wrong is Azalea Banks. That's it. Um, everybody else, for the most part, is right. Um, Azalea Banks is one that just I'm, I just don't fuck with. Um, I would love to hear some music and not her thoughts. And I know this is going to sound weird. Women are like, well, damn, she can't have an opinion. She can have all the opinions she wants. I just want some music to go with that shit. Put it in the lyric. Put it in the song. Put a beat to it. The, the fact that when you know I meet a woman's thoughts and like the group me group and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, like I'm getting it, but for the most part, I think in group me, it just all depends on the day. Some days, you know, women are like, I won't say they sound hurt or the way that they think sounds hurt, but you could tell that there's a lot of 
more than what they're putting on the paper, basically. You're like, okay, you're telling us one thing, but you mean something else. And you need to go in a little bit more so we can understand. And you have two different type of women. You have women who honestly are like, you know what? I don't feel like I need to explain this shit to you um, because it's something that you need to understand. And then there are women who will like explain it to you. But honestly, most men just won't want to listen. They're like, okay, well, um, she said it, but I'm going to just keep being the same ain't shit nigga. So... I mean, you had a basically it's a lose lose for men. It's just more so like we just need to sometimes shut up and just listen. I guess that's the moral of that. Um, but still, I mean, J Lo and this whole thirty three old shit. I ain't, I ain't fucking sorry. Ladies, rule of thumb before we end this thing: a guy is not going to stop being an ain't shit nigga until he wants to stop being an ain't shit nigga. Bingo, bingo. And it's it's nothing that a woman can do to make a dude be shit. A dude literally has to realize what he's about to lose or what he did lose. Or honestly, when he realized he just don't, and it's going to sound really wrong, but it's the absolute truth. When all them options are no longer on the table for him and he got to eat his food, he's going to eat that food. And it's just what it is. Women, you know, if you're listening, it sounds fucked up, but that's just... Honestly, how it is, most dudes ain't going to be shit until they realize, like, hey, I ain't shit. I got to accept it, but hopefully she can deal with it and hope that I grow throughout the process. Yep. Because, I mean, I was there. Everybody know, you know, my track record of being, like, ain't shit for a couple years. Um, I, I met Justin. I was still going through phases. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I don't know if this going to work, blah, blah, blah. And she stuck through the whole shit. And as a result, I'm somebody's husband now. So when I wake up in the morning and, you know, I wake up in the fucking rings on my finger, I'm like, hey, um, that band is like, it's an infinity band. That shit means forever. Um, but it's more than just marriage. People who are dating, people who are single and looking for commitment, like, there is no such thing as a cuffing season. Y'all can cut that shit out, man. You can be with someone to date. You can be with anybody to date if you want, but it's on you. That's the choice that you have to make and you have to decide that that's what you want. And Hughes told me that at the wedding. He was like, this is a decision you're making. She's going to make it with you. But the fact that when you make it together, that's it. Like, it's really that simple. Um, what, what do y'all have to say in closing? Because we're going to wrap it up in a minute. Eric, you got it. Oh, snap. Um... So yeah, Cliff Notes. Uh, basically, uh, the Redskins is gonna be trash again this year, and I'm a fan. The Wizards should have got Boogie Cousins. Listen to your wife. Listen to your woman. They're gonna make you better. Um, or Defonte, do you really want to win or just look good losing? And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm out. Oh, uh, at Mad Dapper, and yeah. So let, 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 let the folks know if you do have social media. Obviously, Eric just told everybody. So, Q, I know you at 1%, but tell the people where you can be found on social media, even though they know, but still tell them. Well, well he is QDZ1906 on Twitter and on Instagram. He is your child's teacher, 1906. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, I, I just figured out how to. Wait, wait, wait a Okay, so we doing social medias now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at QDZ1906. That's Q-D-E-E-Z-Y-1906. On Instagram, I am your child's teacher, 1906. That's Y-O-U-R 
C-H-I-L-D-S-T-E-A-C-H-E-R-1906. If you haven't picked up, 1906 means I'm an alpha. In, in case for those that don't know, y'all know now. Okay. All right. So, D, tell them where they can find you on social media, man. It's your boy D. Y'all can find me on social media. Uh, Twitter is underscore twatch me work T W A T C H me work W R K. Instagram they call me Banks, and Snapchat is D dot Quizzy. So you can follow me on all social media platforms. I haven't tweeted since seventy seven, but I'll get back on it. Just God, dang, on that niggas. <laughs> <laughs> so. Saying that to say this, until the next time we talk to y'all, just stay tuned, man. Thanks for listening. Are you? Peace.